Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. beautiful mommies, the mamas. How are we today? I've missed you guys. So if you didn't notice last week on Thursday, the episode did not go out because I was not in the office. And I just wanted you to know that I'm here. And sometimes as a mom of young little kids, they've been sick lately. We're making some changes, getting ready to move back to the United States after six, seven months in Costa Rica, which has been awesome, but it's, it's just a lot. And sometimes I just need to default to family first. So thank you for understanding. And you know that I love showing up here and whenever I can, I do. And typically that's every week, (laughs) every now and then though, life throws some curveballs, and it's a little too much to try to take it all on. So I appreciate you guys giving me the space to, um, do life when I need to do life. And I'm just going to give a little rub on my heart space to myself too, because that wasn't an easy decision for me as a people pleaser in recovery. Um, but I'm, I'm, I don't people please. So here we are. I do care about serving you though. And today is Monday. It's a new week. I have some more spare energy. I've gotten the things in my family taken care of that I needed to get taken care of. And I wanted to share with you a beautiful message that actually was inspired for me to share from one of my clients. So I protect my clients and I I don't ever mention things without their permission And I don't ever mention names unless they were to want me to. So I'm not going to say anything more other than this was inspired by a client and um, I adore my clients and it is so fun to watch what I'm teaching them or like what I share with them, the alchemy of them taking it and making it their own. And I really feel like what I'm bringing to you today was a product of one of my clients doing that. Today we're talking, your body loves you. This is the topic. This is going to be a great episode for those of you who struggle with body image. If you struggle with getting into your body and being really embodied signs that you're not super embodied and that you're kind of in your head are like, you get really, really attached to plans. You're really obsessive or like kind of hard and critical on yourself with being on time. Even though I'm not saying you shouldn't be on time, it can be like a pain point from you to yourself or in your family. Um, you have a hard time playing with your kids, being flexible, um, having passion and fun. These are all your typical signs that you're kind of in your head, especially also, I can't fail to mention as the postpartum coach, anxiety and depression, postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression. These are definitely signs that you've left your body and we leave our body for many reasons. Typically it's because the body doesn't feel safe anymore. Um, on a subconscious level, we don't know how to be safe in our body. We don't know what to do with all the sensations and emotions in our body, but also A lot of times we grew up in families where just the patriarchal way that we're growing out of as a society, but 
um, there was just a lot of suppression of the body and suppression of, Hey, stop wiggling. Hey, stop dancing. Hey, stop. You know, that's not appropriate. Even though like, maybe that's true. It's not appropriate to dance and bump into people in the grocery store line, for example, or something, but dancing is appropriate. It's very appropriate. And so sometimes there wasn't a full lesson taught on like the appropriateness of how to get into your body and when, and using your body and connecting with your body. Um, a lot of times the message was just stop, right? Because for whatever reason. So, um, this will be great for you before we dive in. I want you to know that this podcast is a free resource. And all I ask is that if it's touched your life in some way that you leave a review or, and, or that you share it with somebody that you love and care about and you think it could benefit. So I want to just invite you in to be a participant in this podcast community, the postpartum coach podcast. If there's somebody that comes to mind, just take a minute, pause the episode and share something with them from the podcast that you, you want to share with them. Alternatively, you can just, um, scroll all the way down to the bottom of all the episodes where you start to see the reviews other people have left and you can click write a review and write your own. You can also just tap stars if you're in a, in a, in a pinch, but I do love those written reviews and I I'm so grateful for when you guys leave those. It helps the podcast grow and it helps this community grow. So please consider doing that today. If you haven't, I would so appreciate it. All right. This feels so good. So, so good. I love you guys. So let's talk about how your body loves you. I I really actually believe this. I heard this person tell me a story. It was a little anecdote of a professor at a prestigious university who was teaching, gosh, I don't even know what the major would be, but basically the people who want to make the world cleaner, who want to preserve the earth, like the activists. So this major at this prestigious university, I want to say like Harvard or Princeton or something. It was like day one, all these students are just crazy passionate about protecting the earth. And the professor, before he or she dived into any specifics around, you know, how to get to work, right? With that fire and that passion these students have, this professor asked, Do you think the earth cares about what you're doing for it? Like, let's say it's a mother earth. Do you think this, this feminine earth, do you think this earth cares? Do you think it has any, any care about what you're doing to try to protect and nurture it? And most of them were like, no. And the professor's wisdom was that in order to really last and not get discouraged by, you know, the way that people abuse and misuse this planet and the trash and all of the harmed animals, etc., you have to have a conviction that this planet cares and gives back to you and it has a, you're in a relationship with it. So coming to caring for your body, trying to be healthy, trying to heal your body of any sicknesses, pain, mental illness. I want to ask you this question. Do you think your body cares? Obviously you have thoughts about your body. Do you think your body tries to communicate with you? Do you think your body experiences a different type of existence based on how you um, treat it? How intelligent do you believe your body to be? Right? I believe, I'll, I'll just want to be transparent so you know where I'm at with this and you can see where this hits for you. Feel free to take it or leave it or something in between. 
I believe that our bodies are extremely intelligent. I believe that the body is the map for this life and it is a gift from God. I believe the body is not only a study guide for this life, but it is the ultimate answer key and cheat sheet to this game we call life. I believe inside of your body is the blueprint for every decision that you'll make. I do believe we have agency and I do believe we are agents unto ourselves and we act for ourselves, but the intuition in our body is incredible. And I believe for those of us that believe in like a Godhead and that God guides us and stuff, I believe that we receive spiritual guidance most of the time in our bodies. Now, I do believe that our guides will use whatever pathways they can access. So if we are really, really, really in our head and in our thoughts, then we're probably going to receive guidance in our thoughts. But it is quite a different, beautiful experience to receive guidance in the form of intuition, promptings on a body level. And we can only really do that when we're in our body. And I believe it's easier to be in our body when we believe that our body loves us and is talking to us. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. And on, so this episode is all about helping you connect to your body. And I know that when you're connected to your body, healing inevitably just happens. It's when we're not connected, when we're disconnected from our bodies, we're disconnected from ourselves, then love is harder to find and more sickness, pain, and all of that. And mental illness can kind of take place. I don't even like to call it mental illness, but mental imbalance, just because it's not chemically imbalanced. Typically most of our mental quote illness is really just a signal from your body, which your body is an extension of your subconscious mind saying, Hey, it's in your highest and best interest to make some changes. We're going to throw you this symptom of depression or anxiety to get your attention to bring you back into the body and get searching for the changes that need to be made. It's real. It's usually lifestyle stuff, right? And if you want to know more about that, you can check out the episodes on my podcast. September 18th, 2020, I recorded an episode with a pharmacist all about the truth around how much SSRIs actually do for depression and anxiety and how much they don't do the limitations, what the real most current up-to-date research says, which is what's really different than mainstream. So you can check out more there. Your body loves you. Your body is an intricate, alive being. I personally believe you can take this or leave this, that the body is part of God's plan, that we could have just been sent down here as like little floaty ghosty spirit people, but we have this body that is really intricate. I was reading an immune system book with my son and it was a pretty comprehensive one, but he loves to read stuff like that. He got it at his little alternative school here in Costa Rica. It's been really fun to watch him blossom as a reader. 
anyway, and so um, he he needed a lot of help reading it. So we were just kind of reading it together. And I was honestly stunned by how complex and intricate the immune system, even this is just one system of our body. We have the circulatory system, the digestive system, that we have so many systems in our body. This is just one of them, the immune system. And yet it literally was like layers and layers and layers and layers. These cells go to these cells and then they go to these cells. And if this happens, then these cells split up and these ones die and these ones become this. It was like a world. Your body is a world. Literally, it's a universe all of its own. It's just micro. I want to invite you, if you struggle to love your body or to feel connected with it, just pick one system, one body system that you want to learn about. Maybe it's the, the skin. Maybe you want to learn all about skin. Maybe you want to learn about the circulatory system and your heart and your blood. Maybe you want to learn about the immune system, which is kind of my favorite right now that I'm really into. Pick one system and just start learning about it. Whether you buy a book on it, get on YouTube, it will change you. I promise. Truth changes us. So many of us live in this body and we really don't know much about what's going on in it. We just know that it doesn't look the way we want it to, or that it's giving us pain and we're annoyed by that and we're frustrated, right? So many of us, we have been taught, we've been socially taught to live in this world where the body just follows us around and it's just there for our pleasure. It's just supposed to show up every day and give us what we want. What if we did it a little bit differently? I believe that doing it differently is your ticket out of anxiety and depression postpartum. I believe that getting on your body's level, even if just a little bit, you don't have to become a doctor, right? Just, just learn, learn about the body. It will aliven a connection with you. How do you listen to your body? So my whole premise is that your body talks to you. Are you listening? How do you listen? Here are some ways that your body talks to you. The number one way that I feel like we kind of overlook as women, especially postpartum, short-term or long-term. Because remember, you guys, people come work with me, not just in the year after baby, but also, um, you know, some of my clients, their youngest is like five or older. And they're just feeling drawn to work on their mental health with me because of, you know, they feel drawn to me and the way that I the, the things that I teach, it's resonating with their body. And so, um, desires, this is the number one way you don't want to overlook. Do you have desires that you talk yourself out of? What do you do with your desires? Do you minimize them? Do you compromise with them? Do you shortchange, you know, do you write them off? And maybe sometimes that's okay for you and you don't mind doing that, but do you do it all the time? Do you ever just do something because you want to really, how often do you let yourself do something just because you want to, or do you have this association with there's this dirtiness or laziness? If you do something just because you want to do it, I sometimes think that that's a tool of Satan, the adversary. I sometimes think that if our desires are like guideposts to our most fulfilled life, and don't get me wrong, for sure there's like indulgences and you can take it too far. I get that. But most of us that are really nervous about doing that, we're on the opposite end of the spectrum. 
we are almost never allowing our desires and listening to them and taking them seriously. Do you take the desires of your heart? Do you take them seriously? Or even the more simplistic, like a desire to learn how to watercolor. If you've been feeling drawn to that, do you take it seriously? I would offer that desire is one of the methods the body speaks. It's one of your key guide points in this lifetime on this journey of life. And I want to invite you that if there's a desire that you know is not going to harm people, sure, maybe we need to arrange some childcare sometimes if we want to act on some of our inner compass desires, but I dare you to act on it and see what happens. Now, if you desire to act on your desire, but you need help, come talk to me, book a free consult. This is one of the skills that I teach my clients as they reawaken to a connection with their body and with themselves as they find themselves again, postpartum. Okay. Another one is pain. And I think this is pretty obvious. We, most of us basically logically understand that pain is a way that the body talks to us, but what about all of the things that lead up to feeling pain? So there's pain if you get a scratch, but what about pain that comes from the inside? What about pain that's a result from inflammation? And we weren't paying close enough attention. We didn't know how to pay attention with minor inflammation. And so now we're in pain. Let me give you an example. My face has been puffy lately. Now I've paid attention to the puffiness of my face for the better part of a year long enough to realize there's patterns with when I eat corn and I already had my flag raised with corn because a friend of mine found out she's allergic to corn. And I was like, that's so random. And it's not, corn is not the enemy. It's the way that our food system in America, or a lot of times other countries too, the way they process and grow corn, the things they put on it, the thing, the way they manipulate the seeds of corn, poor corn, man. I mean, man, when all the plants were spiritually created in the creation of this world before they were physically created, I just, I want to say thank you to corn and to cows. I think there are so many certain beasts and animals and certain um, grains that must have known before they came to this life that they were really going to take a hit as the world just, as the human race got really out of touch with itself and with this earth and it's just kind of sad. Anyway, thank you, corn, for all that you've done. And we're sorry the way we've treated you. <laughs> and that's not even the beginning of the apologies mankind could make to this earth. But regardless, it does backfire. And one of the ways it backfires is in chronic inflammation in our bodies, even though we might want to take care of plants and the earth. Um, there are people growing our food that don't necessarily have that as their first interest. They might care about it, but um, the systems in place to get food out to the masses, which honestly I'm grateful for. And I realize they're not perfect and we're working on that. There's just things to be aware of. And so when your body has pain, long story short, when your body has, um, puffiness, for example, when I notice puffiness on my face, that's just my check. And I just start thinking about what I've been eating. Also how much I've been sleeping, how much I've been doing my skincare regimen. And you know, these are just, it's just information, just pain is information. You don't have to use it to be hard on yourself or be mean to yourself. The point here isn't to, to criticize yourself, right? The point here is to understand the information your body's giving you. And if all you do with this episode is have an aha moment where you're like, oh, 
oh my gosh, I think that that pain I've been feeling here or there, or that, that puffiness in my face I've been noticing, oh, it's not just me. This is my body talking to me. Great. You don't need to be mean to yourself or hard on yourself about it. Just research, be curious, come at it with love. And maybe even you can write a letter of apology, not out of like self-deprecating apology, but just like, Hey body, I don't think I've been very aware of you my whole life. And I just, I want to do better and I love you. And thank you. Definitely like take that and run with it. I have written letters to my body and it is such a beautiful, beautiful healing medicinal experience. Another way our body talks to us is through anxiety and depression. What we have termed mental health. We're just going to call these symptoms, right? Pain is a symptom. I don't know if desire is a symptom. Usually the word symptom, we connotate with something negative, but I have noticed that when people suppress their desires, they're more susceptible to anxiety and depression. Okay. Mothers, especially postpartum, especially. So just be knowing of that. And just because you desire to do something doesn't mean you have to do it, but how can you work with your desires, right? Let's say you desire to go to the gym, for example, but because of the pandemic and you have a new baby and your husband's schedule, that's not going to work. So we can still say though, the body wants to move. It wants to have some time away from all the responsibilities to move. How can you facilitate that? Even if you don't go to the gym, right? So we can work with our desires, but yeah, anxiety and depression. These are mental health. These are signals. These are flags from your body. And like I said, I believe your body is just an extension of the subconscious mind to um, get your attention and have you pay a little bit more attention and do things differently. The last way that we can notice our body talking to us is how much we're eating and you, how we're using food, especially if we are like, Whoa, why did I just eat all that? And we're not catching it in the moment. If it's more of a subconscious drive to eat food and to use food, um, to, (laughs) that's my children to nurture ourselves. You want to take a look at that. So overeating is also a symptom. It's a signal. This is a way that you can really get to listening. Now, when I say, listen to your body also, what I'm really talking about, and this is, this is where it's important to remember that the body is an extension of the subconscious mind. There's this part of you called the subconscious. It's 90% of your brain and the subconscious part of you remembers everything. Your body remembers everything. And this subconscious part of you is always looking out for your highest growth and evolution as a human being, as a daughter of God. Okay. And so just remember that when I say your body loves you, your body is an extension of you. And in a way that we can't understand probably in this lifetime, your body and your spirit and your mind, I don't, I don't even know how it all works, but it's all combined. So you're not, you're not your body, but you are your body for now, but that's not all of you. That's not the only part of you, right? You have your mind and this intelligence and the spiritual aspects. We're not one dimensional. The body isn't the only part of us to pay attention to. I've just noticed that when we listen more to our body and we create connection with our body, so much healing happens. It has this medicinal effect in our lives. I want to say one last thing about overeating and then I'm going to move on. So just so you know, typically overeating is, so think of it this way, food, is your mother, meaning mother earth. Okay. We nursed our mother's breasts or drank out of a bottle fed from our caregivers. Okay. But we, we nurse the earth essentially with food. Okay. You're the baby. 
the earth is the breasts and you are sucking the breast milk. Okay. So every time you eat food, you're nursing your mother earth. And so when we are overeating or using food in any sort of way, it's usually because there's a mother wound. There's a mother wound. It could be a father wound too, but I just work with a lot of moms, right? And so I see a lot of the mother wound and I see a lot of generational nurturing patterns that are wonky. So I can just speak for what I see, but I noticed that when there's overeating, there's a lack of nurturing from yourself. And usually that's because there was a lack of nurturing from your mother And typically it's because there's a lack of nurturing from her mother and so on it goes. And so at some point it catches up to us. And in one generation, we have to do two things, nurture ourselves and nurture our children. And we call that remothering. And that's what I teach my clients to do. But anyway, long story short, if you're using food in a way that is suspicious to you and like, doesn't make sense to you, there's a wound there. Okay. So that's all that that is. That's information right from our body. Other ways to listen to your body, tightness, stagnance. If your body is stagnant, the connection between you and your body is stagnant. We want to move our body and get it to do things in our culture. We've so been taught like with the gym culture, and I'm not picking on it a hundred percent because there's a lot of good there too, but I do see a lot of people just wanting to get their body to do things without connecting with it treating it like it's just there to follow us around all day. Like it's a slave to our brain and to our appetites and whatever we want and not thinking as much about what does our body want. Okay. So now that I've gone over some ways to actually listen or or more of like the language, right? The sensations, the communications that your body's giving you, how do you actually listen? So there's probably many ways. And for some of you, this might be like, well, duh, you listen these ways. But for others of us, this is really new. We're really just kind of coming back to the body after years of being in a family that didn't really welcome being in your body and was just rushing us and, you know, stop that, do that. And so this is a very beautiful experience that I believe that you deserve as an adult woman and that it can change the world. So what I like to do is I like to put my hand on my heart and just breathe. And this is usually, you know, when your kids don't need you and you have just a minute and you're in a quiet place, but maybe not so quiet, but ask your body, what can I do to be with you today? How can I listen? Or you can ask, What is one thing you need from me? Okay. And then just listen and see what comes through. If you're really, really in your head, you're going to feel a lot of resistance. You're going to feel a lot of panicky nervousness. Like, is there going to be an answer? Is anyone listening? And so you might have to work up to being able to get a response. Okay. But the connection is made when your conscious mind can be quiet enough to hear your subconscious mind. Speaking of hearing things, I have my four-year-old playing Legos downstairs. And if I tried to restart every time he he was loud, I don't know that we'd get very far. So um, the next thing you can do to really listen and interact with and establish this connection with your body is you can tap. Have you ever heard of tapping? So let me tell you where you tap. So you just take your fourth finger and your middle finger, those two, and you just gently tap. You start on top of your head. Okay. And you're going to say a statement each time you start a new tapping location. So there's a sequence of tapping. So you start with the top of your head, then you go to your third eye. Okay. And I'm doing it while I'm telling you this. And 
Then you go to your right over, so you're tapping on each of these locations, right? So you start top of your head, then third eye, then over your right eyebrow. Then you go to your right temple and tap and say the phrase. Then you go under your right eye. Then you go to your upper lip. Then you go to your chin. Then you take both of your hands and tap both sides of your, like your pectoral muscles where it's kind of tickly when you press on those muscles underneath, right under your, your collarbones. And then under your left arm, you like you can lift your arm or just leave it where it is, but you want to tap kind of on your rib cage about three or four inches underneath your armpit on your left side. And there's a reason we tap each of those places. Okay. So the head is your intuition. The third eye is your like spiritual vision. Underneath your eye is safety. I know that the chest, when you tap your chest, it's about moving forward. But and then calming down is the very last piece on your side. But the point is like it's so cool. It's so cool how there's people who have discovered that different parts of your body, when you touch a certain part of your body, it sends just by touch, even if you were just tapping, it's already sending a message. And so pairing the tapping sensation on the different parts of your body, which is already talking to your body so much in its language of sensation, but then you're adding in the mind and the phrases and the vibration of these words, it can be really powerful. So one tapping that you could do to really open up this communication and connection with your body is my body is a safe place or this body is my safe place. Okay. So, and I'm going to give you a few phrases that you can use while you do tapping. So this body is my safe place. This body is a map for life. This body is a gift from God. This body is my most loyal companion. This body is always listening and I can listen to it. This body is always speaking and I can speak to it. This body and I are connected. Um, This body will guide me to God and Jesus This body will take me on a path of highest health and healing. And if you don't like the way I'm phrasing it, you can change it up, right? You can be like, I am connected with my body. I am is really powerful. Um, This body wants me to win in the long game, right? Like this body is on my side. So especially if you have a lot of chronic pain or there's just like mental health that's flaring up and it's really getting you almost scared of your body and very confused and wanting to turn away from it. You can, you can also substitute my mind, right? My mind will guide me to God and Jesus, or my mind is healing my mind. You know, you can, you can put whatever you want in there. Um, this body will show me what to do in every moment, every decision. And again, I believe that the source of the knowing is God and that his spirit comes into our bodies. Like the Bible tells us the body is our temple. And so the spirit comes into our temple and guides and directs us. So I don't get, I don't understand fully what's intuition versus what's the Holy ghost visiting and touching our lives. What's the light of Christ. Like I know some things, but it doesn't, for me, I like, I don't need to know. All I know is that when I go into my body and I'm embodied and I strive to have a connection with it, I hear God better. And I have intuition. I would almost say if I had to, the intuition is the, basically the energetic response that happens when you're so attuned to your own body that the spirit can just dwell with you all the time. So we give credit, we call it intuition. We say it comes from the body. I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe 
it's the spirit in our, that's just able to be so in our body because we are in our body. Um, I've, even though I feel blank, sometimes my body blank. So you can say, even though I feel depressive, sometimes my body still wants to heal. Even though I feel blank, sometimes my body blank. Uh, another tapping sequence I did with a client today, just for sake of example, um, she struggles with feeling really rushed. And so she said, even though people are rushing around me, I claim my calm. I claim my presence. Like it's hers. She can be present and calm if she wants to. She may be used to rush for people, but not anymore, right? So many of us can relate to that. All right. The last thing I want to give you today in how to listen to your body is just smell some essential oils and see which ones jump out at you. So I work with Young Living. I used to work with doTERRA. I love both of those companies. There's so many great oils that are out on the organic market that you can get more publicly. Um, It just kind of depends what you're, as a consumer of oils, what your values are as far as where you get them. But I have noticed that oils really like smell your body can through your sense of smell can really guide and direct you. So there might be 10 oils that your friend has, or that you have, and you can go through and smell all of them. And there might be one that just, Oh, like it, you crave it. And then maybe a week later you can't stand it or you're like, meh, it's okay. I've noticed the oils that you can't stand are where you have blockages and the oils that you love are where you're in need of nurturing. Now, Every oil has an emotional component and message. So for example, turmeric oil is the oil of restoration. I want you to know if you don't have a million oils or you don't have the money to buy oils, just focus on getting some turmeric into your diet or thyme. For example, the, the herb thyme, the plant, um, is the oil of releasing and forgiving. Um, pink pepper is kind of a random one, but that's intrinsic equality. Manuka is the oil of being upheld. It's really hard to get and expensive, but uh, copaiba is the oil of unveiling. Clove is the oil of boundaries. I have used clove before to help me set boundaries. And it doesn't just have to be boundaries with other people. It can be boundaries with yourself. It can be boundaries with food. Um, Melaleuca is a great one when you're using food or you're getting too much into food's energy and like crisscrossing that or other people's energy. Melaleuca is a great one. I think I need to do a whole episode on how I have used oils and paired oils with mantras and um, put them on different places in my body to help me heal. But for today, that just kind of whets your appetite. If you don't take anything else away from the oil section here, just remember that your smell will guide you. So your body, just through smelling oils, will you'll be, you'll feel drawn to one of them, and then you can look up the emotional benefits of that oil or also physically what it can help to assist in healing in the body. All right. I hope this episode has inspired you. I hope you feel a desire to connect with your body and to try it out. Can I give you like one last little example? Our dog is a German short haired pointer and we just got him back from puppy camp and I had no idea the incredible spectrum that smell is for dogs. Dogs can literally smell time of day, not because they know a clock or anything, but because of how fresh your scent is. So they don't just smell a smell and know, oh, that's beans cooking on the stove. They can know how long ago those beans have been cooking 
by the way that they can compare the way it smells to the way it might smell when the beans are fresh versus when they've been there for 45 minutes. They can measure when their owner's going to be home based on how old and how close the scent is getting. And like if a dog's body can do that, I know their nose is very different than ours, but like what can your body do that you haven't yet discovered? So have fun, play around and research and smell oils and do the tapping and put your hand on your heart and ask your body how you can connect with it, what it wants to teach you today. Just listen and connect and enjoy. This is the foundation of healing. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon.